the Journey Hometown Journal. I know that so many of my coworkers are just as dedicated and feel the same way that I do. And uh, I know that we all just share that passion for, for, doing, for doing the work that we do. Today on the Hometown Journal, we'll be speaking with Brian Gray, Communications and Volunteer Manager at the Food Bank of the Albemarle, about food insecurity, ways you can get involved to help out the mission, and the history behind the Food Bank. How are things going during this season at the Food Bank? Well, you know, um, we're, we're seeing an increase of people coming to the food pantries. We're seeing the uh, changes in food distribution and a lot of the supply chain issues that, you know, just everyone is feeling uh, across a lot of industries. But especially at the food bank, you know, we're seeing some less donations of food. Not, not totally empty shelves, but we're seeing less donations of food and just a change in, uh, a change in things. So, you know, it's, uh, the food bank is trying to move forward and, and do the best we can. But, you know, a lot of times we, uh, we have to kind of roll with the, with, the, with the changes and the way things are going. So Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's kind of how a lot of different places go. You just kind of got to roll with it and see what happens uh, just because things change and you never know how things are going to change for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So speaking of this season, have I know you said you've seen a little bit of changes. Has, do you think inflation has anything to do with that? Yeah, you know, as we're starting to see, you know, just the general cost of increase of just everything, you know, that affects not only the people that we serve, uh, especially, but uh, but also, you know, food bank, the food bank itself. You know, when gas goes up, we, we've accounted for some for some uh, rise in cost of gas and some rise in costs for inflation and things, but, uh, you know, you can't be prepared for everything. But most importantly, it really affects the people that we, that we, uh, you know, we are, we are serving each day because, you know, they're, they're already in a place where they're, they are, you know, having to make decisions, having to make some difficult decisions about what their budget actually goes towards. You know, if it's a senior citizen, they may be focused on, you know, whether they're going to spend money on essential medicines or, or heating their home, or having, or having less food, and it, you know, when families have uh, several children, you know, sometimes they, the fam, the parents actually eat less um, just to make sure that there's there's food available for their kids. So when the cost of things go up, you know, it, it definitely affects people. And of course, we know that when when wages don't go up, it's kind of a, a never-ending cycle sometimes. Mm. And and speaking of people, how many people do you see a day, and have you seen that increase with everything that's gone on in the last couple of months and years? Well, across our service area, um, we uh, we estimate that there's about 41,000 people that are food insecure, and those are people that are, you know, not sure where their next meal may come from. And uh, not that they don't have any food at all, but it's just, uh, you know, they're in a position where they, they need some extra help. And, you know, the food banks and food pantries are, are there to make sure that, you know, Food is not not a worry for, you know, make sure that we can provide what we can. And, uh, you know, we generally see, you know, generally the the need stays kind of stable. I know that stable is not a good word in that that sense, but it tends to kind of go up and down throughout the year. But it doesn't drastically go down. Um, And that's that's really that's really our goal is to make sure that, uh, you know, we are bridging that meal gap across our service area. Definitely. And would you say that a specific season, even like Christmas and the holidays or another season or versus like fall, spring, summer that you kind of see an increase? Uh, you know, like I said, it stays it stays really steady throughout the year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, I think as a in general, like we all kind of think of like, oh, well, you know, we're having nice dinners with our family during the holidays. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are in need. And that's, that's absolutely true. But uh, also, a lot of kids that are in school are, you know, they have free and reduced lunch. So summertime is actually a big time for, for parents because kids are out of school mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly those, those same children are not, 
getting that free and reduced lunch, you know, that they would normally. So that's why increasing our um, our output of, uh, of food for those families and making sure that uh, making sure that you know the backpack programs are operating that gives uh, food to children on the um, during the weekends to make sure that some of those services are still serving those families that are that are in need. So. But yeah, it's a it's a year round hunger is a year round uh, or year round problem for a lot of families. It, it definitely gets heightened during summer and 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 during the winter time. Mm, and you mentioned the backpack programs. Can you expand a little bit on that and what exactly you guys do for that? Sure. So backpack programs uh, exist to help give children uh, that are in need of food. It's a program that has certain foods that are very kid-friendly that they can take home on a weekend. And usually it's organized through the school. The parents actually sign up. You know, they, they, they sort of sign up for this program based on income levels and things like that. And uh, they actually sign up and they get these little bags of food that, you know, are small enough that the kids can take home with them on a Friday. And it's kind of given to them discreetly so that they can take it home. And they have some food, some extra food for the weekend um, until they come back to school and are able to, you know, get get the free and reduced lunch and breakfast and lunch at school. The backpack programs are really, really very beneficial. And a lot of groups are really the sponsors of those programs. They uh, they actually you know raise the funding to uh, to to help the food bank order the food. The the organizations come in and actually pack up the bags and you know help to distribute them. So it's a it's a really good program and it really helps those children have some nutritious food you know to some additional nutritious food to take home over the weekend. Definitely. And would you say that part of the program is um, is part of your typical day or what does a typical day look like for you guys at the food bank? You know, I don't know that there's any real typical day at the food bank, um, but, uh, you know, in general, when we come to the food bank each day, we work with about 100 uh, partner agencies throughout the 15 counties that we serve. So that's 9,000 uh, square miles of, of area that, we, uh, that, we're, that we're serving to each day. And we have six delivery trucks that, you know, are either picking up food or, or delivering food uh, to those partner agencies, or it may be a mobile food pantry in a particular area that we're going to. We have staff. Um, we have on-site staff at those mobile pantries that actually go out and help people apply for food stamp benefits, which is uh, FNS in North Carolina, and also to help sign up people for our CSFP program, which is the Commodity Supplemental Food Program. I know that's quite a mouthful, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a program that is um, specifically for senior citizens. It is essentially a box of food that is shelf-stable goods like pasta, um, dried beans, rice, canned meat, fruits and vegetables, milk, things like that. And it is a, uh, a box. It is a program that we administer at the food bank available to senior citizens. So there's, uh, we have staff on site that want to, that try to sign, you know, any eligible people up for that. And often in those areas, we have waiting lists for those programs. In general, you know, every day that we come in, every day that we come to work, you know, everybody's focused on the mission of the food bank and really trying to get food out to people and find, you know, new partnerships and innovative ways to, to help people understand that the food banks operate to give everyone food. It's not limited to any particular person or socioeconomic class. It's, uh, it's anyone that is in need of food. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. I really needed the encouragement. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. 
did mention service areas. How wide of a range do you guys service? Uh, so we serve 15 counties in northeastern North Carolina. So basically, if you're looking at a map, it would come down from the Virginia border over to the Outer Banks, almost over to Greenville, North Carolina, and then down to uh, Washington, Washington County and Hyde County down in those areas. So pretty much the top northern half of North Carolina is our service area. And like I said, we have trucks on the road every single day that are that are reaching out to those areas and, and working with our, our really dedicated partners um, in, in all those areas. It's it's a it's an organization that's made up of a lot of people and volunteers, staff, and and the partner agencies as well, which are independent but still critical critical partners in in reaching out and uh, serving people in their directly in their area. And speaking of volunteers, how many would you say that you have on a weekly basis? Uh, you know, it can really vary. Um, it kind of varies between what's going on with schools. Uh, during the summertime, it kind of drops down. And then during when school comes back in session, there's a lot of families. There's a lot of groups, church groups um, that come out. Uh, but, you know, during the week, we have anywhere from, you know, we have anywhere from 20 to 50 volunteers, and it can be as high as 100 in a week or, or even more. It really just depends on the time of year. But the fact is, is that we always need volunteers throughout the year. We need volunteers to help us pack up the food. As a lot of what we get in is bulk products. So we need people to come in and, uh, and help can, uh, back up canned goods, box up those CSFP boxes for the senior citizens, as I mentioned. Or the backpack programs, we also, um, you know, can help utilize people to help out in the offices with, you know, administrative tasks and things like that. So there is a lot going on, but really, you know, the volunteers are a driving force behind what we do. Uh, it's been that way since 1982 when the, when the food bank was incorporated or started, I mean, and, uh, and even today, it's, it's, it's the same. Without volunteers, you know, we, we, we couldn't really operate. So it is a... Uh, they are a critical, critical part of the food bank. Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit about the history of the food bank. Can you talk a little bit more about that, how it was started, why it was founded? Sure. Well, the food bank was started in the early 80s, in 1982. And, uh, you know, it, a lot of people may not realize this, but food banks are actually a relatively new, in the, in the, in the scheme of things, uh, new organization. You know, and a lot of food banks are celebrating their 40th anniversary this year, just like Food Bank of the Albemarle is. You know, actually uh, seeing that, we, we kind of see that food banks were started um, around the same time in these different areas. And uh, they were started to, it was started here, where our main location is in Elizabeth City, to um, to address the, the need of food insecurity. Even though there wasn't a lot of data, uh, there wasn't a lot of the research that we have now, a lot of the, the, the resources that we have, uh, it was started by concerned citizens who realized that there was people in our area who needed food, and it was made up entirely of volunteers. And, you know, quickly... With those volunteers and the, and the and people that were able to provide some funding over the years to, to help expand, that's really how it got started. Uh, the first founding director was Deborah Fox Cavanaugh, who is a, a single mom who was in need of food herself. You know, she was uh, just the very first director to really spearhead and, and continue the, the work over the years. And, you know, now we've grown to an organization that um, employs, um, we have about 40 people on staff. We have around 3,000 volunteers every year and 100 partner agencies across those 15 counties. Wow. Well, if you could take, with that history in mind, if you could take the overall mission into one sentence of that food bank, what would it be? Well, sure. Our, our, our mission is to fight hunger and poverty in northeastern North Carolina. That's a really simple statement, but that is our mission. You know, we are, we are dedicated to providing 
something that is just that so many of us take for granted is having enough nutritious food for ourselves, our families, our, our loved ones, you know, our, our parents, our great, great grand, our grandparents, great grandparents in some cases, and really providing that, that resource for people to make food one less worry. And, you know, as I mentioned a little bit, but we also, you know, look for any partnerships that we can uh, provide additional resources. So sometimes that's partnering with our local healthcare, uh, healthcare providers, you know, anyone that can help provide screenings for, um, you know, basic, basic cancer screenings, basic, uh, basic things that you know, a lot of people just may not have access to because perhaps maybe they don't have insurance or they don't, or they, you know, they can't afford insurance or they just don't know to, to really look, be on the lookout for these things. And to turn the questioning a little bit also, if you could share with us like the rewards and challenges of working at the food bank every day, what, what would you say those kind of are? Certainly. Well, you know, I would say the challenges, not to immediately start with the negatives, but <laughs> the challenges are, the challenges are that, you know, we, um, we're, you know, we're a nonprofit, and uh, so we rely entirely on, you know, public support. We we do apply for grants, but it is a, you know, it's a, you know, just daily looking for the funding to provide the resources for these programs. Because unfortunately, we know that everything, you know, does cost something. You know, fuel, machinery, the main, the maintenance of those things, and um, you know, we just operate on a very, we operate on a very tight budget, um, and so sometimes. Sometimes we wish we had more resources, but I would say what's rewarding is that, honestly, like I really, I think what's most rewarding about working here at the food bank, the Albemarle, is that I know that so many of my coworkers are just as dedicated and feel the same way that I do. And uh, I know that we all just share that passion for, for, doing, for doing the work that we do and, um, and really helping the people that we can um, and just doing that. And uh it's it's challenging a lot of days. It really is. It's uh, you know you'll never go to a nonprofit to uh, to get rich. Uh, whether you start one or work at one or whatever, that's not that's not what you go into it for. Like the like the private sector. So you know you've got to find um, you got to find that reward some in there. And uh, I really think that that the um, the dedication and just knowing that you know each day we're we're all working as a unit for a, a, a single goal. It's just really, just really important. And I, and also, I would add that you know, it's it's uh, not that not that I not that we are any of us are looking for looking for thank yous from people. Uh, that's not why we do what we do. But uh, it is always nice to hear from people that say like you know this this uh, this really helped my family. This this um this changed my life. You know this this helped me kind of come out of a bad place in my life. This helped me you know feed my kids. Things like that. Sometimes you hear from people like that, and it really just it uh, it really just kind of hits you it definitely hits you in an emotional way and so just being able to be a part of that is just you know really humbling and you know I, I i always personally tell people like you know you don't have to thank me this is like this is just something that you know it, it really needs to be done and you know i'm just i'm just i'm just glad it can help you i think that's really <laughs> sorry it hits me a little bit sometimes but uh that's um you know it's just really it's really important to to everyone Absolutely. That heart behind it is how you know you've found what you're passionate about. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, uh, like I said, my coworkers share that and our volunteers share that as well. Mm. You know, they, um, as they, as they come in and they work and they get to learn and a lot of our volunteers work directly with, with the people who, uh, you know, receive food from us and, you know, they develop a relationship with them as well and get to learn their stories and get to learn more about them. 
And those stories um, are so powerful. Yes. Um, yes, they really are. Um, we have we have staff members that are on staff that, you know, used to be clients of the food pantry and, you know, were in, you know, came to uh, t- came to get food and then eventually started volunteering with the food bank and then later became staff um, because they were just so passionate about wanting to, to give back and help others and kind of, you know, carry it forward. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. I really needed the encouragement. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. And you mentioned something about resources. So are there any particular food items or anything in demand that you guys really need more of right now? You know, in general, I would say that, you know, all food banks, um, you know, all food banks really, really, really live day day to day on on financial donations. So that's always the top. That's always the top thing that if people can give, if they want to become a monthly donor, um, you know, that's such a great, a great way to, to get involved, even if it's on a small, even if it's on a small scale. Um, monthly donations really help us, you know, kind of build the foundation of a budget so that we can um, provide those resources. And then when we have funding that comes in in other ways, you know, we can kind of allocate that to uh, to, to bigger projects and, and, and new initiatives. I myself am a monthly donor of the food bank. So, I mean, I, I believe in the food bank's work. And so, you know, I give to it each month. But, uh, you know, other ways that people can give is that, you know, you can give food, you can give food, you can hold food drives, and that helps create some awareness. A lot of people do, a lot of businesses and uh, churches and organizations will do a combination of the two. They'll do food and fund drives. They'll do a, a collection of funds, and they'll do, you know, a collection of food. And it really gets helps to get people involved and uh, and really kind of give them a sense of, of what they're donating to. And would you say those are the needs that are most needed for the upcoming new year of 2023? Or is there anything specific that you could say maybe you need more for the entire year? I would say, you know, of any item that the food that we have as a food bank that, you know, our, ourselves and our partner agencies really could use donations of is protein donations. Mm-hmm. So frozen, frozen turkeys, hams, chickens, Things you know, things like that, and if that's not available, then even canned canned meats, you know, are, are, are good to donate. But really, those those type of donations, um, we, the food bank of the Albemarle, and our partner agencies can all take those donations because uh, you know a lot of times those are difficult for us to get um, on a large scale. So when um, when say uh, we we had a club, there was a, a veterans club that used that would do a um, a turkey drive for us each year around the holidays. And they would actually, you know, they would collect turkeys and they would bring in, you know, 20, 30, 40 turkeys, just depending on the year and what they were able to get. And that's such a huge, that's such a huge thing for people. And that, that's still, once the holiday season is over, once December 31st hits and we kind of start that new year, you know, those families that needed a turkey or a chicken on Thanksgiving day, guess what? They still need it. So those donations, I would say that uh, it's good to, if you can still donate things like that, you know, definitely, definitely, you know, definitely try to get that and donate those. And if there was anything you could leave everyone listening with, what would it be? I would say that the one thing that that I didn't know about the food bank before I started uh, working there was just the scope of the work and just how much is involved and how many people, uh, the history 
and the dedication of everyone that is working to 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 help these families, to help senior citizens, veterans, and children, just to make that make food just one less worry. The first step is really if you want to help, just you know go to you know go to our website at afoodbank.org. Uh, start you know start finding out more about the food bank and see what we do. Um, and we're a very transparent organization. As, as, I, as I know that all the food banks that, that we are associated with as well, like they're all very transparent organizations. Like they are very dedicated to their mission and, you know, they're happy to show you how they operate, what they do with, with, uh, with, the, with the gifts that you give and, um, and how that food gets to people. So if you're, um, if you're at all inclined to give and want to get involved, you know, definitely reach out to us and we're happy to share that with you and, uh, and, and get you on a, a different level of involvement with the food bank and uh, and providing hunger relief. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me and with everyone today about everything that the food bank of the Albemarle does. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. As a part of um, as a part of the, the food bank's 40th anniversary, we are having a big community wide event on March 1st next year. So on March 1st, it's a Wednesday, uh, starting at 4:30 in the afternoon. And it's a free event for all our community members, um, and uh, we we, we want to have as many people come out and uh, and see our newly expanded facility. We've expanded our facility to have more cooler and freezer space, additional storage space for food, and a new volunteer center, so that we can really produce, uh, get more more food out each day, and really get a lot more people involved, and uh, have a better experience for the volunteers as well. So. That's going to be a big community event, and we'll have it posted on our website as well. Um, and again, it's a free event. And we'll have food and uh, games for kids, things like that. So it is a uh, you know a fun way to engage with the food bank, and again, come out and you know learn a little bit and um, and just increase increase awareness of hunger relief. Definitely. And where are you guys located at as well? We are at 109 Tidewater Way in Elizabeth City. It is right behind Big Daddy's Pizza on the way to the Coast Guard base. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.